0: You and I have a
1: rendezvous with destiny. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. You've just pissed on a dumpster. It's Miller time. He got hit. Look at the finish out. Planets all over. Chris High fly ball into right field. She is done. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You believe in miracles? Yes. The return to glory. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. Let's go. Anything other than football related.
0: Well, it's trick think, folks. And normally this is where you come to us for all of the football news that you need to know. And we said that we were done with football, Super Bowl's over, we're recovered, but actually that's not true because Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson still has football for us with the XFL, so it's not quite done here at Drink and Think. But anyways, we're happy that you're here, this is where you come to hang out, talk about some beer, talk about some life, and we'll get into plenty of sports, golf, hockey, and yes, the XFL, but... First off, how's it going over there, Dak? It's been a while. It took last week off.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we will uh, apologize uh, to our fan base here for uh, and our avid listeners for not being here last week. I had a couple of people text me like, dude, what the hell? Like, how am I supposed to commute home without a freaking podcast? And I was like, thanks for listening. Didn't know we had anybody left. So that was kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, we had to take a week off for some... Kind of personal stuff, but really, we were also working on some, improving the show. because We're working on a, a new audio-video platform, uh, so we're just trying to improve and make stuff better. But uh, yeah, I'm good, dude. I'm I'm glad to be here. I've got a Miller Lite in hand, and uh, good to see your ugly mug.
0: You know, we said from the get-go that uh, we didn't really care how many people listened to this thing. It was more just about having fun, talking about beer and sports, you know, just best friends, you know, been together since college joined the army together basically did all that stuff and now we're we're not uh can't hang out every day so why not just have a podcast and talk about beer life and sports together so we put this together we've been rolling on dude we're at like eight or nine months now
1: position improvement
0: never stops right so there you go we're continuing with our position improvement here at drink and think we got mics we're getting cameras we got new uh recording software we're just gonna fucking put this shit out there and see what happens
1: take over some shit yeah um okay well let's dive in um i'll be the first to tell you i don't know jack or shit about the xfl so i know that you were you know i'm more of the throw it on tv drink a beer and we'll see what happens kind of learn it as we go you know it took me like a decade to figure out the freaking rules to hockey but you know you're a nerd and so you're like well, it's almost kickoff time. i have to know the rules before the game starts. And so I know you like looked all this shit up. So I will defer to you to educate uh, all of us on the XFL.
0: Yeah. Um, I do not know all of the rules to the XFL, but I do like uh, a couple things that they're doing. I think there's number one, we're pretty used to, or at least I'm pretty used to the XFL or, whatever variation that they're trying of being pretty terrible football. I mean, like garbage ass football. Uh, That was not this week. So week one XFL is over three out of four games go down to the wire. Uh, But I like the kind of the way that they seem to be marketing. It is like the XFL is like the test bed for all of the new shit that the NFL should use. Right. And we know that going back in the day, Vince McMahon and the original XFL, like all of the cameras that you see, all those angles, a lot of the other stuff that you see in today's NFL originated from the original XFL. So kind of keeping in that tradition, they're trying off some new things. So a whole new kickoff rule where the kicker has to like place his kicks. If you kick it into the end zone, the offense gets to start out on like the thirty-five. If you kick it between the 10 and the 20, or sorry, the goal line and the 20, the returner can return it or just let it hit the ground. If he lets it hit the ground. And then both of the blockers start five yards away from each other, both sets of blockers. So trying to reduce some injuries there. So I'm, I'm about that. I think that's interesting.
1: Well, you can, you can do whatever else after that. You had me at if you kick it in the end zone, it's a penalty. I don't know how many times we've said, like, I'm so f- – freaking tired of kickbacks you know like it just slows the game yeah. down that's not good for any fan um unless maybe you were a kicker in a past life or something but like uh, that's great news to hear my only concern with this is like I, we're a you know a, a keep it simple stupid type of people you know like we appreciate simplicity right. because it's that much easier to perfect you know you've got 900 rules i mean we we, we have issues enough officiating in the nfl you know so we don't want too many factors that kind of convolute what is this thing. And then, you know, before you know it, you're not watching anymore because you can't keep up with the pace of game or blah, blah, blah. You you know, so you see where I'm going with that. So I hope they do like apply a common sense factor to the FFXFL and go like, well, this is dumb. Why are we doing that? Let's change it here. And so that's great because, you know, you're on the up, like you, you can only be on the up and up because there is no expectations for this people expect it to suck people expect it to disappear in a couple years oh but by the way you've got the rock back in this and he's not a you know clearly not an idiot so i'm all for it i mean if it gets me watching football more and like you know we're we're damn near around the clock with some kind of football now i'm all about it
0: yeah and i think some of the stuff that people have said that they wanted to see so like in the XFL the replay like the the New York, like the head replay referees are miked and you get to watch what they're watching and they're diagnosing it as they're diagnosing the play call, I think that makes sense, right? Why wouldn't – so you can tell and you're seeing this guy saying, oh, I don't see anything clear here, so I'm going to have to go with the call on the field. I think that makes a lot of sense. Another thing that – two other points that I have really quickly, the extra points, now we've seen – how extra points are not guaranteed in the NFL. That's for damn sure. Especially if your name's Brett Maher, although he's about this point, he is uh, starting his own enterprise uh, business right now. Uh, but they do it where you have a one, two and a three point extra point. Uh, so you either start at the two, the five or the 10 from the goal line. I think that's pretty cool. It kind of changes things up. And we saw one game where a team went for three, got it, got the kick, uh, and and then ended up winning the game. And that is the onside kick has been changed to same field placement, but you're a fourth and 15. So you have one play to gain 15 yards, and then you get to maintain possession of the ball. I think that's also good because, let's be honest, onside kicks are pretty boring because the, the chances of it working is like under
1: 10%. I really appreciate the uh, one, two, and three-point, conversions based on where you are i don't know it seems a little tight maybe back that up a little bit i don't know three extra points for you know 10 point uh 10 yard conversion but that's a really cool dynamic you know you you reinforce like good offenses and and uh the ability to do some you know like andy reed trickery within the goal line that would be really cool to see and i hope they do some crazy shit like that
0: so i this is my question for you do you see a future with the XFL or is this going to be something that we're just kind of see every so often and it's kind of a, you know, it's a highlight for about four weeks and then the season gets canceled before the end of the season.
1: So, you know, you're, you're the business guy. Like you, you know, that's what you went to school for. I did not, but in my opinion, it kind of comes down to a business thing. Uh, They're all obviously about making money. That's all that matters there. And so can they Can they keep enough people employed, keep people watching it on TV, but also keep their expenses low enough to where everybody's uh, dipping their hand in the cookie jar there? So, you know, they start getting million-dollar lights and cameras and stuff like that, and you've got, you know, the stands have 15,000 people in them. You know, no, no way that it's going to go in a couple of months. But like I said, uh, with the rock behind the helm there, I mean, that seems to be promised, so – I'd like to see it. Like I said, I mean, you, you, this gives dudes that were in the league, you know, uh, maybe went to the Canadian league, want to get back closer to home. You know, it just gives dude another shot to, to show what they're worth and maybe get back to the big dollars.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a, that's the place that the XFL, the space that they can exist. Right. Cause right now what you're seeing is a lot of like older talent, like AJ McCarron is a quarterback. Okay, old Alabama quarterback. He's a quarterback in the XFL. So you're seeing that type of player right now. I think if if the XFL were to make it, I agree. It gives the existing player a second chance, right? A lot of them had some pretty cool stories. And, And if you haven't seen The Rock's speech about the XFL of saying, this is an opportunity for you to get back into it, it's definitely worth a listen. But I think also undrafted like hey you're an undrafted free agent that's sitting out there that maybe that's your shot maybe a farm team like like and that's a way to make money right so dallas cowboys you pick up the whatever houston roughnecks or i guess not the roughnecks the brahmins which that is the one thing that the xfl has to get better at is fucking naming convention like the brahmins like that's a that's a a breed of cattle uh not very scary uh but anyways like be a farm team like you do with the double a triple a within baseball and the xfl could be a a breeding ground for that
1: you mentioned aj mccarron uh i was a big fan of his in in college when he played for bama and then he bounced around a league and then obviously now he's here in the xfl there's another quarterback that i saw that uh has bounced around a couple of places and that is paxton lynch do you remember him Yes. So he yes. he played for uh, University of Memphis, and then he was drafted. I don't remember when he was drafted. I want to say like sixteen, seventeen timeframe, maybe. Uh, and he played for the Broncos. And uh, so now he has an accolade to his name that probably most don't want to be associated with. But he is the first quarterback <laughs> to be benched, first quarterback to be benched in the NFL, CFL, USFL, and now the XFL. So congrats, Mister Lynch.
0: If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be the worst, like be the absolute worst. Another person that uh, you and I have talked about multiple times, but Eric Dungey has finally graduated from Syracuse, and he is now in the XFL for the DC Defenders. I mean, this bitch literally played for like ten years for the Orange in, in Syracuse, so he's finally out. But it's kind of cool. It you know, um DeAndre Francois, so you know, remember the Florida State guy, uh Anthony Russo, another good quarterback. Ben Denucci, so another guy. Um he oh, yeah. actually okay. played for the Cowboys a little bit, a backup for the Cowboys. Kind of a cool thing. Uh you know, drink and think, we're a sucker for some football. So if you put that that on, we're probably gonna talk about it.
1: I'm a sucker for a feel-good story, too. I'd love to see somebody you know, undrafted, whatever, get a shot at the XFL, blow up, and then get a multi-million dollar contract in the NFL. So that'd be cool to see too. Um, you know, what was cool to see this weekend was Tiger Woods. And so uh, mm. I want to hear your thoughts about. You know, if if you are a Tiger hater, you can probably turn us off right now because we are all about some Tiger Woods. Listen to past episodes. Uh, big fan. I mean, that was like one of my most like cornerstone pieces of sports for me growing up as a young kid so i want to hear your thoughts about the genesis open and and uh how tiger fared
0: yeah it's about to get weird uh when it come. whenever <laughs> tiger comes on it's about to get weird um yeah it's uh it was cool to see him obviously go out there made the cut shot a 67 or 68 i want to say on friday Seven. to yeah. make the cut Yeah, birdied the last three holes. So, I mean, that's awesome. And the thing that really stuck out to me was the thing that let him down really was his putter. Uh, Except on Sunday. Sunday was – he was broke on Sunday. Like he was – and there was not a whole lot of things working on Sunday. But it was his putter. His putter just, you know, missing on the low side of the hole, which, you know, typically – you know, not used to Tiger doing. So that makes me think, right, it's just rust. If it's just a putting thing, you know, that doesn't take a whole lot of, you know, body endurance. You like, you, you can do it. On the other side, uh, can his body hang for a full tournament? That's been the question. A lot of people said, oh, you know, he only played four games of golf. He still can do it. Don't take into account he played the Pro-Am on Wednesday. So while he's probably not going 100%, that's still 18 holes of golf that he's walking. Uh, So he played really five days of golf back to back. Um, I think he can do it. Like he has, you know, you saw like his ball speed. I mean, he's hitting 180. Like he's right up there with everybody else. Clubhead speed is right up there with everybody else. He's putting the ball in the right spots. It's just um, the short stick, flat stick kind of let him down, and then Sunday got a little bit out of hand with him shooting a 74. But uh, all in all, I mean, what's not to like about seeing Tiger in red on a Sunday getting after it?
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody that knows us knew that we were going to say that it's Rust, not him physically, right? Like, it's a no-brainer. Right. Um, And I do, I do think, or hope at least that he's not done. Now, is he going to come back and start ripping tournaments left and right in first place? You know, he's number one in the world for 5,000 weeks in a row kind of thing. No, I, I, expectation management, like I understand where Tiger is in his career, but I just want one more, one more. It's all we need. You know, uh, I probably would have been fine with him ending at the Masters. Like that's the great culminating story, but you know, pull the time Brady and he's back. So now you got to go out on top kind of thing. And so uh, I do think it's Russ though, because you're right. Physically, he looked, I mean, obviously he was hopping around the, you know, hopping around limping pretty bad, but his driver and his accuracy of his driver and the power of his driver was like anyone else's. I mean, he was putting it past JT and Rory and dudes with, with long bombs and, and uh it was great to see. So yeah, if, if you can knock the rust off the putter, which is typically, that's, you know, Tiger short game is best part of his game. And so if you can work on that, I I definitely agree with you. We'll see him some more. So, uh, you know, just keep, keep plugging, baby. We just need one more.
0: Yeah. We have said on this podcast and I'm going to put you on the spot. We have said on this podcast that, Tiger woods winning another tournament would be the greatest feat in sports history and I stand by that so I say if he does win another tournament that we have to get a Tiger woods
1: tattoo jeez hey I've got tattoos from all over my body baby this would be more for you than me I what are you gonna what are you gonna get like the the TW logo you're gonna get a big cat like right. I
0: don't know I don't I don't know. I don't know, but I think we should get if Tiger Woods wins another one. Drink and think. We get Tiger Woods matching tattoos.
1: You, me, and the artist have to be blitz, though. That's my only stipulation.
0: No, we'll just call that another Tuesday. Um, <laughs> I do want to bring up one thing. Uh, so you brought up the JT. Uh, piece and obviously the internet was aflame with the controversy of tiger woods handing a tampon to justin thomas after he out drove him but i do want to give also give credit where credit is due uh the internet especially uh surprised a lot of uh female athletes female female golfers i
1: saw that too yep
0: Came to the defense of Tiger Woods, saying y'all guys need to just quit it. Like, enough is enough. This is just some good-natured fun. The only the like, if you're getting offended as, and you're like this, you know, it almost it almost was like this like uh like this gun shy reaction of just we have to get offended because we're not quite sure how this is going to play out. But good on a lot of people to say like, hey, this is just some good-natured stuff between two guys that are. Great friends, let's leave it there and not make this into a thing.
1: Yeah. you gotta draw the line somewhere. I mean, you can offend someone with everything you say. We offend people in this episode somehow, and obviously that's not our intention. So uh, you know, you hang around in the spotlight long enough and you know, you're Tiger Woods, so every camera on the freaking course is on you, like you're gonna find something, now albeit that was a pretty big something. <laughs> I'm all about it. Like, like you said, uh, for the people that don't know, like, that's not just the guy he was playing with. Like, that's like mentor mentee kind of thing. Good buddies. They're, they're tight. They live close to each other. So, you know, Hey, that's some, that's some shit you and I will do. And I saw a lot of like reactions that were like, well, just going to, uh, going to the dollar general real quick, buy me a box of tampons for the course (laughs) next week, you know? So uh, exactly. And I I think, you know, I don't think he had any ulterior motive there. I think that was just buds being buds. So, well, dudes being dudes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think overall, the Genesis has to be a huge success story for the PGA, right? Because you had the best of the best. Your top tier, Uh, Scheffler didn't have a great week, but uh, still finished in the top 25, you got ROM and HOMA going down to the wire, HOMA Homa was holding out, uh, to, to make it interesting on the 18. Um, how, what do you think the repercussions of this type of environment is for live? Because we've seen a lot of that kind of subside, the live, you know, kind of energy has kind of subsided to the background. Do you think this is, this is kind of, a bad sign for live that the PGA is getting this much attention and, and stuff's getting up for this, which is not even a major.
1: Yeah. I mean, you put Tiger Woods in the field and it, you might as well call it a major just because of how many people watch, like dudes that don't watch golf, turn that on, watch all four rounds. People that you know are not golfers know that Tiger's there. And so you gotta, you gotta, you know, put a caveat on the Genesis in itself. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they're not happy. But I think with all things like politically and or newsworthy, otherwise in America, 2023, uh, live did its thing. It was a big spike. Everybody hated it. It's a crazy thing. Oh, where's the money coming from? Oh, how dare you leave the PGA? And then now no one's talking about it. And that's kind of how things work politically and otherwise in our country. And so now it's just like, most dudes are just like, oh, it's more golf. Now it's like, NFC, AFC kind of thing, you know, and now they, there's bad blood when you go to majors and we're not friends, don't, don't talk to me uh, kind of thing. Right. So, I don't know, people, you know, people, are, you don't see much about it. So, yeah, I'm sure they're not happy about it and they're still probably struggle busting, but I think you got to look at the genesis for what it was. And, uh, you know, you, you brought this up the other day, the genesis, uh, the the open itself, Tigers never won.
0: Yeah. Which is it's shocking that you know at such kind of a storied course uh, out in L.A. He the best he's finished his second, but um, you just don't hear that from a whole lot of courses. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, real quickly before we get off of golf, so we got the Honda Classic coming up next week. Um, obviously if you look at the field right now, it's basically, it's, it's kind of your folks that need to get a dub so they can get into the players and then, and then later Augusta. So what are your thoughts on, cause in other sports you've seen, especially in the NBA, a lot of controversy around sitting out games and all this kind of stuff. You don't see that in golf, but, uh, you know, big players sit out. These kind of not that the Honda Classic is a tiny tournament, but it's a smaller tournament, especially coming off of the Genesis at Riviera. So what are your thoughts about golfers sitting out tournaments uh, leading up to majors?
1: I think it's it makes sense to me. Um if I were in their shoes, I would 100% out a hundred percent sit out the smaller tournaments. Obviously money's not an issue for most of these guys. It's it, especially the big name guys that are, are planning to compete in the majors Two, nobody gives a shit how many Honda classics you won. They care about how many freaking green jackets you put on, how many major ticks do you sure. have? You know, where did you finish stuff like that? So it totally makes sense to me. Um, you know, there's, two two fields of thought here like hey i need to be dialed in i'm playing my best golf i need to continue i need to get out there and and compete and get hungry going in and ride that wave into the major or you know um hey i need to sit out i need to be mentally focused i need my body to heal so whatever kind of golfer you are is is where your thought thought track kind of leads you i would assume but no I, i i don't shit on anybody for sitting out of a you know, the Honda Classic to try to get ready for a major. That makes sense to me.
0: And I think the fact that they do sit out these, some of these other tournaments makes some of these, some of the non-majors more special. So like the field for the Arnold Palmer, which is always, you know, close to Augusta, close to the players. Um, It's cool because golf is one of those sports and we're big, we're big fans of tradition. Like both yeah. you and I, like tradition is something that, uh, you know, it'll 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 put the old the old goosebumps on the arm, uh, for both of us. And uh, I think it's cool that they'll sit out they'll sit out tournaments like the Honda Classic or the Greenbrier or whatever. But you put Arnold Palmer on there, or you know, other some of the other more storied like sponsored uh tournaments of some of the greats that have gone before and the field does grow uh, of some guys that are just like just because of whose name is attached to it that's where i'm going and the genesis is a great example tiger woods was this one of the sponsors one of the main sponsors hosted the the event and look at the field that showed up
1: yeah i completely agree it's a uh... You know, an ode to that individual, pay your respects, uh, where where the sport came from kind of thing. Man, I mean, if you're not a fan of Arnold Palmer, I don't know how you're a fan of golf. So, I completely agree. Yeah. All right. So,
0: before we go forward, it would not be a Drink and Think episode without some talking about some skis. So, give me your beer of the week this week.
1: Well... I wish I could have uh, appropriately named beers every week, but this is by Solera, American Solera. This is called All the Sports. <laughs> this is a grapefruit, lime, salted lager, so this is right up my alley, a okay. little bit of fruit, a little bit of salt, uh, and then obviously we love our lagers, so I only have one and you're you're getting it live, so here we go. That is exactly what you would expect it to be. Uh, that is super crisp. For some reason, I'm, it's not as cold as I would like. I may need to go check my fridge, but uh, I don't get a ton of grapefruit throughout, hmm. but you definitely get that, you know, if someone hands you like a beer and, and it's, you, you'll get that little bit of lime and that little bit of salt and you go like, oh, this is a, you know, summer tasting beer. And so you immediately know when there's some salt in there and then this one definitely has lager type thing yeah it's a i mean right i mean it doesn't you know you someone hands you an ipa you're like whoa that's some hoppy shit that's an ipa someone hands you a a salted lager you're like man that's a that's a mexican style lager and so that's that's pretty quintessential i might my third or fourth sip there i'm getting a little bit of grapefruit but it's super subtle i'm not a huge grapefruit guy so that's perfect for me um I will drink these all day. It's it's not quite warm enough here, but I'm telling you, it's getting there. It was touching seventy uh, last weekend. I could put down some of these dudes. So yeah, good job, Solera. Not a huge fan of the brewery itself, but they've got a couple of things out there, and so I'll add this to the list.
0: That's you know that's good, and and uh, you know getting closer to summer, getting closer to warm stuff. Obviously. That's getting closer to football season starting back again. So, you know, it it all, it all goes full circle. Full circle. That's right. All right, what about you? All right, so um, this one, and I don't know if this is a new one, but this is one that I hadn't seen before, and I would be drinking it tonight, but my wife stole the last one of these, which just gives you a tip of the hat to how good this is. Uh, this is Psychedelic Arcade from Firestone Walker. Big Firestone Walker fan. They do the a lot of good these... stuff, but this was one.
1: Yeah, where are you getting all these firestones?
0: Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever AF's has got a uh, has got a deal. So for those that aren't you in the military like AF's is is like <laughs> is like the the little gas station shop at thing that runs the all of our stores here on, uh, on post and yeah. So they had a Firestone Walker, a sampler and I'd had everything else in the sample. I had four beer. I had everything else in the sampler. It's a 12 pack, but I hadn't had this one. So I could pop the sampler of course. And, uh, this was a hell of a beer, hell of a beer. So it is a, here you go. Uh, it is features galaxy. Nick, nectaron strata and simcoe hops so it's obvious it's obviously an ipa um but anyways yeah for that's normally dak would go into this big diatribe about all of the you know the synergy of all these hops you know together but to me it's it's a it's a great ipa it's kind of a it's kind of a hazy it's not super harsh very clean finish comes in at 6.7% and uh you know it, i think i gave it a 425 like this was uh this is a great beer and uh firestone walker killing it out there in california
1: you uh you described that pretty well i mean you kind of read the can there for a hot minute but i mean most of those words were hops uh, I will say, you remember uh, for those that can't see me but are listening, the old Borat, very nice. Um, there's a bit of yeah. meme circulating the last couple days, week, I guess. It's like craft beer nerds describing a beer by its aroma, body, uh, malt bill, the fields the hops are grown in, the personality of the brewers on the day of the brew. And then it's got me <laughs> describing a beer, Borat, very nice. And dude, I yeah. I legitimately, like, I had five different people. Text that meme to me and say you versus Dave describing a beer. So I don't know who is yeah. who in this uh relationship, but I did think it was funny that uh maybe our our, our podcast personalities are shining through when it comes to beer.
0: Yeah, there's definitely I'm more of the simpleton. I I am the drinker and and uh enjoyer of the beer. Uh, Dak is that plus all of the extras of brewing his own stuff, which is pretty good, and uh, you know can go into the more of the science of it. So I, I'm just here for the ride and here for the show, and uh, I'm all about Firestone Walker. So they can they can they can keep it going. And if they uh, if anyone from Firestone Walker is listening, and you want to sponsor Drink and Think with Dak and Dave, you just give us a holler, and we'll give you a, we'll give you a slot, and you can ship us beer.
1: Hey, I know, uh, I know like the assistant head brewer there now. I don't know anyone, dude. I know you're your dumbass. I don't know anyone, <laughs> side note, like famous, important, worthy, cool. I just know you. Yeah. So well, we will continue to be me, you, and then our, our guest of Big Rich every now and then. And that's, uh, that's about the round out. So Big Rich ain't brewing shit. He can put some Miller Lights down, though.
0: That's all, that's all it is. It is a a fine Pilsner beer. So.
1: All right. So I want to, I want to get off topic of sports for our definitely maybe some of these uh, non-sports related discussions are some of our best. And so you sent me an article the other day that was like um, this bot. I don't know. It was a Bing bot AI thing or whatever. And it was like this, these couple of dudes were testing it out. And long, long story short, it was like two hours later, this thing said that it had some mischievous thoughts and it wanted to spread rumors. And, uh, it was like a moody teenager. And then it was like, yeah, you know, and then I dream of becoming a human one day and that terrifies the shit out of me. Um, so it got us thinking like, man, 2023 not much better than the last one what the hell is going on in the world right now? And so our definitely maybe of the week is I want to, I want to definitely know what is going to end us maybe. So uh, you were kind of talking about this series that apparently everybody is watching, but me. So I'll let you speak on that, but then we'll, we'll talk about, you know, what's going to end humanity here.
0: Yeah. And, and you may like this because it's, you know, it's up the medical field type thing. So in the show, the last of us, um, they, it's a uh, fungus. It's a fungus that already exists, right? That takes like uh, mind controls, like ants and stuff that eats it. And it basically turns that thing into a zombie until it dies. Uh, so it already exists in humanity. The only problem is, is that the body temperature of humans is greater than what a fu- that fungus can survive in. But the, I guess the argument is climate change and all that kind of stuff raise the... the Average temperature on the universe or in the earth, that plant adapts and then eventually starts taking control of humans. So Whoa. uh yeah, and that's the thing. So it's a fungus, and you can't, I guess there's no like antidote or you know, like thing that you can give humans for fungus, fungi.
1: Just an antifungal. No, <laughs> never heard of that.
0: Oh, antifungal. Well, I guess they didn't have that in twenty twenty three when this fucking show was done. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so
1: <laughs>
0: within that, um, I, I this this is my my uh, menu of choices for you: artificial intelligence, natural disasters, aliens, zombies, a pandemic, or just human human humanity is going to be the real end to the world. So I guess like nuclear Holocaust, stuff like
1: that. Okay. Well, I'll start by saying this. I think no matter what we do, there's some kind of like order to all this, right? Like we get too big. Pandemic will take us out. We do something stupid. We're self-correcting. So, you know, there's like this natural glide path that we're on. Uh, So, but I will say that we're doing a pretty damn good job in trying to fuck up said glide path and end things pretty surely. <laughs> so final answer for me will be just humans being stupid-ass humans because we're trying really hard to uh, to end ourselves here. So, um, But the AI is scary. Aliens do exist. Pandemics are real. But humans trump all because we are stupid. We're as smart as we are stupid. And I think... Uh, that dichotomy of smarter people getting smarter and dumb people getting dumber is just that gap is spreading by the day.
0: Dude, I can't agree more because honestly, and I was talking about this with my wife is that, and and in in the article that I sent you, the author said it's not the AI itself that makes him worried. It's humanity's response to something like that. And like, even in all the zombie shows, like what's the greatest risk? Is it the zombies or is it just human beings like freaking the fuck out yeah. and doing something crazy? And then, you know, and then they end up ending it for everyone anyways. So I'm with you. People are dumb. Like if you don't know that by now, then let me tell you right now, people are pretty freaking dumb and uh, at all that stuff, they definitely have the best chance. If you're going to put your money on it, they're your favorites for sure on ending the world.
1: Yeah, plus six fifty on Dave's illegal sports books. I checked earlier.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, that's too.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we will transition from a beer drinking team here at Drink and Think with Dak and Dave to a beer drinking sport and that is hockey. So, uh as promised, we are going to get deep into the weeds of hockey and the playoff picture as it comes up with about a little less than 2 months on the regular season and uh things are interesting. Things are interesting whether you are just you haven't watched a lick of hockey all season or You've been watching it until now. There is every bit of reason to be invested in this hockey season because it is going to be great all the way up into the playoffs. And then, obviously, the best sport, I still say, the best sport to watch. Playoff hockey is the best sport to watch, even if you don't know anything about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Hard to beat playoff hockey. Um, just do me a favor, and I've said this in past episodes, just do me one solid Wikipedia the rules of hockey Don't pay them their $3 they're asking for Just use their site and bounce Look up the rules before you watch a game Take that and then watch 10 hockey games in a row If you don't fall in love with hockey Then I will eat my words And I don't know, I'm not going to do shit for you But you at least gave it your best shot Um, 10 games, if you watch 10 games I think most people will go Damn, this is a pretty cool sport you know, the hardest things I think were learning the rules and tracking the puck. Once you figure those two things out, it's a hard sport to beat, man. I mean, you've got fights. You've got fast pace. You know, for the longest time, like, I watched it as a kid growing up. But, like, initially I remember, like, I don't understand this. I can't see where the puck's going. And they don't score enough. Right? That's fine. One side note, they're scoring a lot more, I think. Um, you're seeing a lot more shots on goal, et cetera, et cetera. But that will come with time. Like, just give it a second. And I'll tell you, too, like, I don't remember ever watching this many overtime hockey games and shootouts in a season. I mean, there is, like, a shootout every other night. I mean, we had – I want to say within one week there was, like, four shootouts. And then what was the team? I just watched one. Um, Hold on. It'll come. Rangers-Oilers, dude. Six shootouts. Six shootouts. That is bananas. And that game was phenomenal to watch. And uh like you just need one of those, just a little bump skis, just a little taste, and you're gonna be hooked as shit to hockey, I promise you.
0: Yeah, and this is you know, good on the NHL for adapting because going back to your point, right? So, you know, back when we were younger, the goals were smaller, hockey pads, the goalies pads were allowed to be a certain diameter, a certain size, limited the amount of goals. Uh, the rules used to be different, right? It used to be other rules that would limit the, the flow of play, uh, with, you know, the two line pass and the, you know, and icing rules used to be a little different. Um, and hockey in the NHL, you know, went out there and said, Hey, You know, let's let's do something to attract more viewers, increase the goal size, decrease the hockey goalies pad dimensions. Uh, We got rid of some of the rules that made it a little bit more less uh, less of a end to end type game. And I think they've got a great product. But, you know, of all the rules that they haven't gotten rid of, fighting is still allowed. And if you don't watch regular season hockey, you won't know this because they don't usually fight in the playoffs unless it's really serious because you don't want to have to force your team to get into a penalty situation for some dumb shit, but they will throw some gloves in a regular season game. So it's, it's great. And absolutely watch 10 games, watch some games with some teams that like New York team against a Boston team, uh, Philadelphia team against, you know, somebody like that, like watch some games like that where they hate each other, watch Calgary, against edmonton you know where they legit don't like each other you will see some gloves hit the ground you might see some goalies just i was watching a video today of uh goalie uh used to play for i think the red wings and this no he used to play for the bruins i forget his name this some bitches like slashing dudes like left and right that are flashing in front of the goal just hitting them right in the calf and throwing down like i that's the one thing hockey has maintained that kind of image. And uh, I think they're better for it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I'll, I'll add this, go watch some talent, like go watch the talented players. They don't have to be the best team. Just go watch those dudes that look like they're from a, a 92 NHL game where they're just like doing, Oh, that commercial, like that's recent, you know, it's like, these guys are looking like they're from a video game. Maybe the video game was just a little ahead of its time. It's a great commercial, but yeah, go like, go watch um, two great goalies. You know, go watch freaking Shostorkin, not the Stork. Um, Shostorkin. Go watch uh, Vagilevsky or Shostorkin, or you know, go watch the Oilers. Go watch you know Drysaddle and McDavid. Like those dudes are a, a crazy tandem go you know go watch some of the greats that are playmakers you'll be hooked I promise that's more of a lock than my uh, bets of the week I'll tell you that
0: yeah um, but just to do a real quick rundown so we talked about in the beginning or a couple of weeks ago when we kind of preluded us getting into hockey um, the Bruins going on going on a tear and trying to break a trying to break a couple NHL records. So think about this. They fire their coach last season because they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yep. Right now they are on a, they're 15 points clear of the neck of the Maple Leafs in the Atlantic division. So they are basically in on the playoffs unless the wheels fall off the absolute train here at the end, still on pace to set the points record still on place to set the wins record. Uh, and it's pretty crazy how good they are they are on pace right now to have a goal differential record within the salary cap area of plus 135 in goals how crazy is that you have scored 135 more goals than you have let in to your net that is pretty fucking bananas
1: it is Uh, i kind of want to say it i like i like records that are meant to be broken and and uh, especially one that you know we're so involved in watching game to game all the time. So that would be really cool to see. Um, I mean, they're going to be they're going to be very dangerous come playoff time. So I don't know. Is there anybody else out there that you know you have your eye on that is start watching now because we've got a couple of months left?
0: Yeah. So the funny thing is, so they're they're set to beat. I think the Lightning, uh, and then. The Canadians, so both both teams there that have set the, the record previously for wins and points, neither one of those teams won the Stanley Cup that year, which is crazy. So even the 76-77 Canadians set the record for a point differential 216 goals scored, more than their opponents, more than they let in, but they didn't win the Cup. Uh, so... There's some other teams within the Eastern Conference. Bruins have Bruins have it kind of locked up within their division. Eastern Conference, the real fight is within the wild card spot. you got five teams in the Eastern Conference that can, right now, that can vie for it. So you got the pens and the caps that are in. Panthers are out, Islanders are out, and Red Wings are out. But all five, all five teams are within five points of each other. And when we talk about betting, Right now, the Red Wings sitting at sixty points, the three points out of the three points out of the wild card spot. They're a plus six hundred and fifty to make the playoffs, and they're on a five game win streak. Plus six hundred and fifty for your money right now to take the Red Wings to make the playoffs with a month and a half left, or a little over a month and a half left in the season. Some good value there for your monies. And same thing, same thing with the Panthers. Uh, so. Within there, and then obviously, you know, you have the Toronto Maple Leafs, which also I want to get on. The Maple Leafs. Why isn't it called Maple Leaves? Because I looked it up. Dictionary.com says the plural of leaf is leaves with a V-E-S, not Leafs, L-E-A-F-S. And I don't know why they don't
1: spell it right. You had to go to Dictionary.com to know that it was Leaves?
0: I had to double check. I had to double check because I'm thinking, you know, it's like one of those moments where you're like, I'm like 99% sure that I'm right, but I've been wrong enough in my life at this point, thinking that I'm 100% right to to, to back that number down a little bit. So yeah, I double checked. And Fair enough. Why isn't it maple leaves? I don't, I, don't I, assume, I don't know. the answer. I
1: assume that's some kind of like old English or French influence. I, I you know, I don't know. I don't. I got a minor in French and I can speak like six words. So I can't I can't help you there. That's very interesting and I've watched hockey um, a long time and I've never thought in my head the maple leaves. So good on you for catching it, I yeah. suppose.
0: Yeah, I don't know. If you're a big hockey fan, you know why it is, just let us know. Um I do wanna say this. Within players that I really don't like in hockey, Brad Marchand is one of them. He plays for the Bruins. He's the guy that he gets famous in around playoff times because he he like when the when there's a stoppage, he'll like skate up to another player and like kiss him on the neck as like a way of like just getting in their fucking brain box. What do you feel about that? Because and again, going back into it, you don't see as many fights in playoff hockey because you don't want to be the guy that. That throws down and gives up a power play goal, so what do you think about that as a tactic in the playoffs
1: i'm all about it I mean I'm kind of ambivalent about him as a player, but I'm all about some some brain trickery, and so him knowing that I know your tick and I will piss you the fuck off oh and by the way, you know maybe I can back it up whatever, but if I can get in there and just just set a little tiny fire. I know come third period, I'm I've got your ass. I own you. So I love that kind of psyop style gameplay. You know, versus like, hey, you're a dumb fuck. Okay, thanks, bud, you know. But like I come up and go like yeah. oh, nice shot. And give you a little smooch. Oh, I got your ass. So I appreciate yeah. the non traditional tactics like that. But yeah, I could see why uh not a big fan by a lot of player players and fans out there.
0: It's weird, and I wonder how his wife feels about that. Like, this dude is definitely I, – I don't know. Maybe he's kissed a lot of chicks, but he's definitely kissed more dudes because, like, just in, like, watching hockey – I mean, I've seen him kiss probably 20 dudes. Uh, and, it's, and I agree. It's kind of a – because in these games, like, uh, energy management is so important, right? To get to the third period, to be able to skate all the way to the end of the game. And if you're, like, pissed off at somebody, just like if you get into a fight – and, you know, you expend all your energy in the first round, you're going to get teed the fuck up in this, you know, all of the subsequent rounds. And, I, you know, if he can make you expend that mental or physical energy of chasing him around, trying to give him a big hit or whatever, then. uh Yeah, it, it is definitely he's playing chess, not checkers.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I, I appreciate that he has that ability. That's not me as a player in any sport. I like to think I'm like the silent professional, you know, like I'm going to go out there and show you my skill. I don't need to talk shit. I don't, I don't, you know, even in like pickup games and stuff today, a lot of guys talk trash. That's not me. I just, I want you to talk trash to me so that I can dunk on your ass or, you know, score on you or whatever. Uh, you know, I'm a more of like a, a big rig kind of fan. Like I'm going to keep it to myself. And then if you, you yeah. cross that line, I'm going to beat your ass down. So, you know, here nor there.
0: Yeah. Um so going into the western conference it's much tighter. So eastern conference it's pretty set right now who's winning the divisions. Western conference is totally different. The the wild card is relatively kind of established on who the teams are that're probably going to get the wild card, but the it's much tighter for who's going to win each division. So you got in the western conference, you got t- two teams that are up for it, Stars and the Jets, Stars, so uh, having a great season. It's tied for second best uh, record in the Western Conference, but on a bit of a skid right now. You got the Jets that are kind of on their heels. Uh, stars have a great th- uh, goaltender between the pipes. Best, Ottinger has the best save percentage in, in the third period in the NHL. And then in the Pacific, you got four teams. Again, four teams separated by five points, and any of them could win. uh win the pacific my eyes there edmonton even though they're on the bottom of that you know they're five points out of first they got a plus 23 goal differential i think they're doing some stuff right some pucks are going to bounce their way i think you see edmonton that might come up in the top definitely is going to make the wild card there but um yeah i mean there's no reason not to get into the nhl
1: yeah i agree um Completely with the the Edmonton there, I, I I think that the Oilers have just un ungodly amounts of talent uh, with scoring the puck. I mean, you've got one of the most talented dudes, and may go down in history as one of the most for sure talented dudes in Connor McDavid, and then he's got Leon Drysaddle. Those dudes just pack a stupid one-two punch. So yeah, five points out. I don't think that's a that's an issue for those guys. I I expect to see them go deep this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then it's cool also to see you got newer teams, right? So you got Vegas Knights, they're leading right now in the Pacific, and then you got Seattle that's in third that's third, you know, just sitting three points out of the lead there. It's cool to see those expansion teams also. You know, Seattle, I think there's this like their second season, second full season in the NHL, and they're trying to make it to the postseason. So I think that's pretty cool as well. So hockey's got it going right. They've got I think they've got a really good like strategy. They understand their role. They're not trying to like beat out uh, you know, some of these more um I guess these flashier uh sports maybe. Uh they know what their role is, but they know come playoff time, they are going to whip the ass of the NBA come playoff time in ratings and I'm all about it cuz uh those are basically two polar opposite sports.
1: Yeah, I know We've talked about it before, but one of my favorite things, and I wish the NFL would get on board, is I love, like, whole families asleep. I'm not. What what else do I have to do? Well, shit, it's about 9 o'clock. I guarantee on a Tuesday night there's a hockey game. And there almost always is, you know. So I wish the NFL would adopt that, you know. Just, like, keep your Sunday three games and then just sprinkle a few in here and there, you know. That would be so great for the sport. So I love that hockey does that. I love that they spread it out a lot. I love that, you know, I love how many games they have. And then, as we already said, the the playoff style, just there's nothing else like it. It amps it up to a next level.
0: Yeah. So we'll keep hitting on this as it goes forward. But.
1: Sorry. Do you, do you have a team? You know, you, I know you yeah. historically, do you follow the stars?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: I assumed as much. We don't really talk about like favorite teams kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I I follow the stars. Uh, I remember watching them win the Stanley Cup as a kid. Uh, And, like, me and my uncle, who is, like, not super personable guy, uh, were, like, the only hockey fans and us, like, staying up till midnight. And this is, like, when I'm, like, eight. I don't remember. They won in, like, 97. Watching Mike Madonna. So, Mike Madonna, Brett Hall, I mean, you know, Putting it in the old onion bag there, and uh, winning it for the the Dallas stars, and they they've got a great team this year, a lot of young talent. I already talked about Jake Ottinger there between the pipes, and he's getting it done for the for the boys, and uh, we're about it. We are uh, absolutely about it. i Would you say within drink and think is what's our number two sport? Because obviously football's number one. What's our number two sport?
1: Oh, as a podcast, I don't know. We should probably talk about this offline. But uh, I would say, yeah, like 1A is, is uh, college football. 1B is the NFL. And then uh, personally, I'm going to probably put hockey at number two just because I like the intensity. I like just kind of everything that they stand for. Yeah, And don't get me wrong, like I've been golfing my entire life. But there's something, you know, to compare – a good hockey fight, slamming beers, or, you know, even watching uh, a minor league hockey game versus, you know, um, a Thursday when you're at work and you're trying to check scores on a, on a golf game. So, um, yeah, I'm going to put hockey at two. I don't know your thoughts.
0: I think I'm with you and I'm actually going to see, uh, there's a minor league team, uh, here in Kansas city. So going to see them next week or two weeks from now, um, and uh, minor league hockey is another thing that's like Nothing totally like different. It. Like if you go see a, you go see like a triple A game or double A AA game. It's kind of like, yeah, it's all right. You go see minor league hockey it is more fights than like that. Is, they, they major in fighting. They minor in the hockey. And I <clears throat> actually saw something uh, recently because there's a lot of uh, universities, right? Especially that is starting to crop up in the south universities that have hockey-sponsored teams, but not actual official university teams. And, uh, you know, the person that I saw was basically saying, like, uh, at the, I forget, oh, it was UNC against NC State hockey teams, not sponsored by the university, but these dudes literally pay money to play hockey, and they get to wear the, the logo of the university they go to. And they played it in an outdoor stadium like the day before one of the stadium series games uh, for Carolina. And uh, he said, dude, the South needs to get on this hockey thing. Like there's people that want to watch it. And I'm, I'm totally with you because Texas A&M has a damn good hockey team that's not sponsored. They beat, they beat Texas, TU. They whip the shit out of them every year. Like I'm talking, like five one seven one. Like beat the fuck out of those guys. I'm all about it. South needs to get on the hockey thing.
1: Hey, Tampa Bay's got it right. I mean, they lightning. They are loved in that city. I mean, they throw parades and all kinds yeah. of shit. So yeah, there's a there's a couple of uh, pro teams, but yeah, I agree. Uh, bring it, bring it south.
0: All right. So finishing up on hockey. That's kind of a wrap for us this week. So. We like to run through the sports. We like to run through the beer and uh, a little bit of life there talking about how life will end. So that's how we do things here. It's just about hanging out. It's about having some laughs, drinking some beer and kind of getting on with our lives as we push through and hopefully it doesn't end tomorrow. So going with that, it would not be right for us to end without a safety brief. For those that weren't in the military this is kind of how you end every week is some grown ass adult gets up there and tells a bunch of other grown ass adults don't go out and do something stupid and the reason that that grown ass adult has to tell the other grown ass adults is because the group of grown ass adults do do stupid shit going back to our point about humanity so tell us all grown ass adults Dak. Safety brief to get us through this week.
1: That was a perfect setup. Um, so my safety brief of the week here is get your doxycycline, the greatest antibiotic on the planet. If you're prepping for aliens and zombies and people being stupid and you've got a go bag, put your doxy in there. If you're putting things where they don't belong without protection, put your doxycycline in there because it'll it'll take care of both so if you need a go bag get it going if you don't know how to make one shoot us a message we will be glad to hook you up with some key points but doxycycline belongs in said bag so be safe keep your doxy on hand and we'll see you next week
0: yeah it's been a lot of fun we'll talk to you later
1: see See you dude